You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard every Saturday and Sunday morning at 11 on Zoomer Radio. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Virginia Tourism. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Hi, this is Chris Robinson and welcome to The Travel Show on location south of the border in Virginia. For the next hour, I invite you to join me as I travel the new Virginia Oyster Trail on a journey to explore Virginia's different oyster regions as well as to experience the unique culture of watermen in the Chesapeake Bay and the history of this birthplace of America. The Commonwealth of Virginia is already well known as a top wine travel destination, but it's now becoming the oyster capital of the East Coast, and it's the largest producer of fresh, farm-raised oysters in the U.S. The diverse flavour of Virginia oysters, from the saltiest in the waters on Virginia's eastern shore, to the sweet taste of the Rappahannock River oysters, and the rebirth of Linhaven oysters in Virginia Beach, all give visitors like me a lot to love about oyster travel in Virginia. My tour guide today is Christy Bragginton, International Media Relations Manager with Virginia Tourism Corporation. So, Christy, we're going to be exploring the eastern part of Virginia on this trip. Let's start first with a sense of exactly where we are. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. Let me be your tour guide. We're starting out at one end of the trail. We're about three hours south of Washington, D.C. From there, we're going to continue south all the way down to Virginia Beach, where it hits the Atlantic Ocean. We're going to cross over to the eastern shore of Virginia and then head up towards the Maryland state line. It's kind of a U, and it goes all along the Chesapeake Bay and follows along the estuaries and where the rivers dump into the bay. And it's so easy to get to this part of Virginia. Yeah, absolutely, Chris, you're right. You can get direct flights on Porter Airlines from Toronto into Washington Dulles International, and it's just a short hop from Montreal. And we're going to be following Virginia's Oyster Trail, which is a brand new way of exploring this part of the state. So what exciting things are we going to see along the way? There's lots to see, Chris. Um, It's not just oysters, believe it or not. There's lots of beautiful, quaint little towns with beautiful scenery, shopping, museums where you can learn all about the history of the watermen and and oyster fishing, if you can call it fishing. Um, There's lots of little specialty tours that you can go to all along the Virginia Oyster Trail. Things like where you can get out in the water up to your knees with a table (laughs) and dine on oysters fresh shucked out of the water. And you can even pair them with Virginia wine. Or you can kayak over oysters. Lots and lots of things to see and do on the trail. Okay, well, I think it's time we got going. What should be our first stop on Virginia's Oyster Trail? I'm going to suggest that you start with the Rappahannock Oyster Company and their farm and meet with Travis and Ryan Cruxton. They're fabulous. I'm on the Rappahannock River, which flows into Chesapeake Bay, and I'm well and truly on Virginia's Oyster Trail as I'm at the Rappahannock Oyster Farm with the owners Ryan and Travis Croxton. And I've got to say welcome to the Travel Show, both of you. Thank you for having us, and thanks for saying Rappahannock the right way. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, it was a good start. And this is such a beautiful part of the country. Tell me a little bit about the oyster farm here. You're here on the Rappahannock, which is where our great-grandfather started growing oysters back in 1899. And Ryan and I kind of resurrected that and 
01 and, and um, really embraced the concept of aquaculture to try and resurrect the Virginia population, which was pretty much almost extinct. And um, so, so here we are. It's, it's kind of worked. It certainly has worked, and I've been uh, privileged to, to have a guided tour from, from you guys to, to see how the whole process worked. But perhaps you could tell for the listeners how it works. How do you farm for oysters? So it's, we try and mimic as much as we can the, the natural way, with the exception of we actually hold the animals in cages, you know, in crop rows on the bottom. Otherwise, I mean, we are using spawning cycles that are, that are of the native way. We basically bring them indoors and raise the water temperature to where we trick them into thinking it's summertime. So they create their, their spawn cycle. Uh, and then we grow them out in the um, native water with the ambient food that's already in there so they eat just like the wild oysters. So when they grow from almost minuscule size to, to, a, to a certain size, you, you put them out in the, in the baskets and out in the bay. Correct. And then we'll bring them in periodically throughout the process. And, you know, again, all that working kind of helps to shape them and gives us an idea of like what we're working with. Yeah. These oysters, and I have to confess to our listeners that I have just uh, tasted a a whole repertoire of of your oysters, are very distinctive in taste and really just beautiful to, uh, to, to the palate. Yeah, we decided that we should open up our own uh, tasting room called Meroir, because Meroir is a takeoff of terroir of the sea. Oysters take on the, the characteristics of their uh, marine environment, so from the algae that they eat, the salinity in the water, the, the minerals flowing here and there. So each oyster tastes different depending on where it's grown. Here on the Rappahannock, very sweet. We have uh, another farm over in Chincoteague, super salty, completely different flavor profile. Because that's on the Atlantic Ocean. Exactly. So no fresh water whatsoever. Yeah. And you re- guys really have been uh, instrumental in bringing back the, uh, the oyster here in Virginia, almost from the brink of uh, extinction. I know you've had some help from the politicians and from, from, from the restaurateurs as well, but... Yeah, and there were definitely folks that were predating us doing some experimenting. Um, we definitely worked a lot with uh, some of the local agencies, VIMS, you know, some of the um, local schools. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a small group that basically had an interest in making sure that the native species would kind of always be here. And so now you have the oysters. You, you have not just the restaurant here, but, but also restaurants uh, beginning to open up elsewhere. Yeah, we've had one in, in Richmond for four years now, D.C. We're opening up in Charleston, and we can uh, announce also we're going to uh, Los Angeles. Congratulations. <laughs> well, and thank you so much for showing, uh, showing me around. It's been wonderful. Thank you, uh, Travis and Ryan Croxton, for this great start to my journey on Virginia. Virginia's Oyster Trail. Thank you. Let's go eat some oysters. How about that? Sounds good. Driving through the pretty countryside of the Chesapeake Bay region of Virginia, I've arrived at the Tides Inn. It's a timeless Virginia resort on the northern neck with sweeping waterfront views over the Rappahannock River. It's just down the road from the Rappahannock Oyster Company. And I'm in the hospitable company of the general manager here, Gordon Slatford. So welcome to the Travel Show, Gordon. Well, thank you very much and welcome to the Tides Inn. You know, we're sitting here in an area of tranquility in the heart of the oyster country. And it's a a place where we truly enjoy our trade. And it was really where the oyster trail began, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was, uh, it was launched here just uh, 12 months ago by Governor McAuliffe, and we had a wonderful launch of it with uh, oyster shucking on the lawns. This is true oyster country. Um, I think we should hear about how guests can join your executive chef, TV, to learn the, the fine art of oyster roasting, and also to hear about this wonderful creation of yours, TV, Angry Oyster. 
Well, our angry oyster dish, it was uh, created for a local competition originally, but it became so popular with the locals, after sampling it, they would come to the hotel and they would all ask for it. So we had to put it on the menu. Uh, we have the uh, Oyster Academy we want to talk about. And uh, that's where I show people how to shuck oysters. They get the oyster experience out on the water. And then we bring them back here for an oyster lunch and uh, grill them, roast them, and also angry oyster them. <laughs> that's, that's such a wonderful creation, I have to say. And that's TV Flynn, who is the executive uh, chef here at uh, the Tides Inn. Uh, back to you, Gordon. Uh, I talked about the timeless quality of this place, and that truly does sum up the, the, the visitor experience here. It does. We, uh, we absolutely believe in keeping it real here and keeping the experience true to the Northern Neck and the Chesapeake. Uh, it is a, uh, it's a retreat from, uh, I wouldn't say it's a retreat from civilization because we consider ourselves very civilized. Very civilized, here. yes. Um, but it is a place where people can relax and truly enjoy the waters of the Chesapeake and the fruits and uh, terroir and miroir, which is the uh, combination TV often refers to it to, as tied to table. That's a lovely expression. And, and certainly the food that we had last night, we were treated to uh, dinner underneath a spreading tree at the end of the lawn, right overlooking the, uh, the waters in the moonlight, a really memorable experience. And it's just part of the warmth of the hospitality that you can expect here. We, uh, we thoroughly enjoy uh, looking after people under that. It's not a spreading chestnut tree, which would occur in England. It's actually a cedar tree, uh, but a, just a wonderful, wonderful dining experience. Well, I'm headed south now to the eastern shore. What do you recommend or where do you recommend that I see in this very maritime part of Virginia? Well, what I strongly recommend is, uh, is following the Oyster Trail signs. Wherever you see an Oyster Trail sign, this is synonymous with an open for business. And it will give you a warm welcome. Just follow that trail, go and bang on the door and go and talk to people and truly experience what the oyster industry is really about on the Chesapeake Bay. Well, thank you for speaking with me on The Travel Show and for your very gracious hospitality. That's Gordon Slatford, General Manager of the Tides Inn here in Eastern Virginia. To find out more about this unique destination, check out virginia.org. And to journey along Virginia's Oyster Trail, visit virginia.org slash oysters. To get to Virginia, check out flyporter.com for convenient daily flights from Toronto to Washington Dulles Airport, with up to five weekly flights from Billy Bishop Toronto City Airport to Washington during the high season, and convenient connections, including Montreal and Ottawa. We are going to head off next on a scenic drive to the famed eastern shore of Virginia and Virginia Beach itself. So don't go away. We'll be back after this short break. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Every November, Virginia's Atlantic coastline is abundant in oysters, and the best way to enjoy them is along the Virginia Oyster Trail, accompanied by a glass of vintage Virginia. Join us this November when the port town of Urbana throws America's largest oyster festival, filled with oyster booths, seafood dishes, and a world-famous shucking contest. Get a taste for it at virginia.org oysters. Yes, Virginia is for lovers of great oysters and wine. Hey folks, if you're in the market for windows, you gotta give Magic Windows a try. Magic Windows is a Canadian company. Yeah, a Canadian company. Canadians make them and burglars can't break them. I like that. Magic Windows let in more light, cut energy costs, and you can clean the outside while you're standing inside. What's more magic than that? I'm Don Cherry. I got Magic Windows in my house and I love them. 
Hey, honey, let's get away. Ooh, a vacation? No, a playcation at OLG Slots and Casinos. Playcation? Yeah. Remember basking in the glow of the slots and e-tables? Yeah, it's been too long. Feasting on the food? Mm. Soaking up the entertainment? Should I pack my fun screen? Yeah, I'll start the car. Get away to OLG Slots at Woodbine Racetrack, where games, food, entertainment, and more are always close by. Start your fun at olgfun.ca. Must be 19 years of age or older. Fun wins every time. Imagine the Don Valley Parkway, covered from the gardener to the 401 in beautiful rugs and carpets. As drivers stop to admire a stunning Persian carpet from Pollock's Carpet Market. Just a slight exaggeration to illustrate the huge selection of in-store floor coverings waiting for you at Pollock's Carpet Market. Large volume buying power makes possible the biggest deals on Ronces Vales. So come save with Julio. I'm Julio. Pollock's Carpet Market. Keeping physically and mentally active are effective ways to lower your risk of dementia. So go for a walk. Call a friend. Tell them you're buying lunch in Chicago. The Alzheimer's Society of Ontario invites you to enter to win a trip for two to Chicago, including four nights at the Fairmont Chicago Millennium Park and 50,000 Aeroplan miles. Explore the sights and sounds of the Windy City. Go to everythingzoomer.com slash experience Chicago to enter. Let me tell you about the guy who ran over himself. He asked his girlfriend if she'd pick up his sports nutrition and protein while she was out shopping, and she said she had no time to go all over the place to get those things. So he said, okay, don't worry, I'll run over myself. And he ran over to Healthy Planet, because the expert advice and everything he needs, everything she needs, everything you need to be healthy and keep the planet healthy is not all over the place. It's all over at Healthy Planet. Live life healthy at Healthy Planet. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Virginia Tourism. What the world needs now is more of the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Hi, and welcome back to The Travel Show, on location on my tour of Virginia's Oyster Trail here in Eastern Virginia. I'm Chris Robinson, and my companionable tour guide is Christy Braggington from Virginia Tourism. Now, Christy, as we travel this breathtakingly beautiful coastline, there are lots of opportunities to learn about and interact with the local oyster culture. Absolutely, Chris. Um, First of all, there's great places to stay, bed and breakfast, little historic inns, and the people who run these places, they are the ones who've lived here for a long time and can tell you all about the culture there. Then there's lots of historic sites and museums, one in particular, all about the Barrier Islands, 23 islands where people lived very harsh lives and the sea constantly shaping them and eventually they had to leave them but you'll learn all about that at the barrier island center where we're going next we have driven three hours from the tides in on the rappahannock river of upper chesapeake bay and across the hugely impressive chesapeake bay bridge tunnel to the eastern shore of virginia and here the barrier island center preserves and perpetuates the unique culture and history of virginia's barrier islands and to speak as to how this mission translates into a uniquely fun and engaging gathering place, I'm joined by Monica Bridgeforth, who is the museum director here at the Barrier Island Centre. And, Monica, this place is so much more than just a simple museum. Yes, Chris. We like to think of ourselves as actually being a museum, telling the stories of the Barrier Islands, but also a gathering place for 
anybody, both our local population as well as visitors, to stop and stay for a little while and chat, as well as an education center. We bring all of our local children in here so they can also learn about the history. And you tell the stories so uniquely well in images and in artefacts and so much more of the people who inhabited these barrier islands. Yes. So what we have tried to do is focus on the actual working class people who lived and worked on the barrier islands, the watermen, the villagers, um, the caretakers, the hunting guides, and the crew of the life-saving stations, and present their lives and their stories to visitors. And their island home, these barrier islands, are really quite a unique geographical entity. They are. There's this wonderful stretch of 23 undeveloped, uninhabited barrier islands off the coast of Virginia right now. But there was this wonderful history from the 1600s until the mid-1930s that had villages, that had life-saving stations, that had hunt clubs, that had hotels. And it's really a wonderful space that you just feel like you're on the edge of a continent. A very special and magical place. And the stories that you tell here uh, resonate around the walls of the uh, of the centre in a way that has to be experienced to, to be believed. There are, of course, links to the oysters that we're following on the on the trail here. You have the best oyster roast in uh, in the country. Well, we we like to think that it's the best oyster roast in the country here. It's been um, many years that we've been doing it, and it's always looked to as a highlight of the last weekend in February. Um, and just lots of fun and down-home oyster roasts. Our local crews are here. And we also serve our local wine during the oyster roast. Ah, well, we've learned that wine and oysters go together uniquely well. Do you have a website? We do. It's www.barrierislandscenter.org. Thank you so much, Monica Bridgeforth, who is the museum director here at the Barrier Island Centre for uh, showing me around this wonderful place on our tour of the Virginia Oyster Trail. Thank you, Chris. It's been such a pleasure. There is no doubting that oysters and wine go together particularly well. And there are some first-class wineries here in Virginia. Uh, Just 10 minutes down the road from the Barrier Island Centre is a fine example. Chatham Vineyards is owned and operated by the Wenner family at historic Chatham Farm, which has been a working farm now for four centuries. John Weiner is a second-generation wine grower here on the eastern shore of Virginia, and he's joined me beside the vines to tell me a little bit about Chatham Vineyards. John, thank you for uh, coming on to the Travel Show and for your hospitality here at the Vineyards. How did it all start for you? Well, it started with quality of life and a passion to grow wine grapes here on Virginia's eastern shore and produce wines that are distinct and sight-expressive. The wines here are perfect pairings for the oyster, and there are lots of oyster connections here at the vineyards. Yes, well, there's a saying, what grows together goes together, and it's a natural pairing. This is one of the few places in the world where you can taste wine and oysters that are grown 300 yards from each other. That's extraordinary. You even have tours now that uh, you can actually combine the two. Yes, that's right. We have oyster tours where you can go out on the Oyster Queen and you can see how the oysters are grown and taste oysters and sip on wine and get a real Epicurean experience. This is such a wonderful place to come to because it's so easy to uh, access the wines here. There's no snobbishness at all. You come here and you can just appreciate the varieties that you have here uh, for, for what they are. 
Yes, the wines are very approachable. They're vineyard-driven. And uh, it really allows people to immerse themselves in an experience of both wine and oysters. You came here for, for quality of life. I can understand that here on uh, Virginia's Oyster Trail. Uh, you can taste the, uh, the, <laughs> the quality of life here through the oysters and through your wines. Yes, it's a, it's a great life. The wines have a tremendous amount of minerality to them and a saline quality that pairs beautifully with the oyster. You have a website? Yes, chathamvineyards.com. So that's the place to go to. Uh, do add this to your uh, items on the uh, Virginia uh, Oyster Trail. And, John, thank you so much for your vinicultural magic. And uh, is there a little left, perhaps, of that uh, wonderful Chardonnay of yours? Yes, absolutely. There's always some Chardonnay left. And thank you for having me. A hop, skip and jump southwards, an hour across the airy Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, the world's longest combination of bridge and tunnel, And we've arrived in Virginia Beach, the holiday hub of coastal Virginia. And I'm with Virginia Beach tourism representative Kelly Norman. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. We are really living the life here in Virginia Beach, aren't we? We are living the life. It should really be Virginia Beaches because there's not one but three. There are three beaches. Um, We are excited to be at the Chesapeake Bay. Um, Lots of great fishing. And as you said, one of the largest, uh, longest bridges. Um, It's actually one of the seven engineering wonders of the world. Um, We have First Landing State Park on the Chesapeake Bay. We have um, the resort beach. That's our second beach. That's a little more lively. Um, It's five kilometers of boardwalk. And then we have the Sandbridge beaches, which are to the southern part of Virginia Beach. And there you have beautiful vacation rental homes, sea and great big dunes and this is this is a lovely spot when i think of virginia beach i think first and foremost of that boardwalk uh the boardwalk yeah it goes back to the um early 1920s and the boardwalk is five kilometers long and you can bicycle there's a separate bike path from the walking path the beaches are as large or as wide as a football field Wow. Now you have had us on the waters this morning and it's been a beautiful way to to see the oyster beds here. Ah, yes, the oyster beds. Um, We've been with um, Captain Chris Ludford and um, he has so much passion about his oyster beds. But part of the experience is just going out in the boat getting in the water the water at low tide will come up to about your knees and you actually are harvesting the oysters right there in the water and doing the taste of those beautiful Linhaven river oysters and we were delivered here on the waterside to dockside restaurant where we have just enjoyed a coastal harvest feast that's right chris i call it the coastal harvest feast because ah the beautiful fresh fish is amazing um we've had puppy drum we've had fresh flounder and we've also experienced a traditional crab feast oh such great food we're not only living the life here in virginia beach we're tasting the life here in virginia beach (laughs) we are we are tasting the life well that's kelly norman the virginia beach tourism representative kelly thank you so much for for showing us the highlights of virginia beach thank you chris it's been great to find out more visit virginia.org for uh, the the whole destination of virginia but for here in particular for virginia beach it's simply virginiabeach.com slash canada for the special canada site and to get to virginia check out flyporter.com for convenient daily flights from toronto to washington dulles airport Don't worry if you can't remember all of this. All you need to know is also at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com. We're going to take a quick break to sample some more of those wonderful succulent Lynnhaven oysters. 
perhaps with another glass of that Church Creek Chardonnay. And when we come back, we're going to be going back in time and space to Virginia's historical triangle. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Every November, Virginia's Atlantic coastline is abundant in oysters. And the best way to enjoy them is along the Virginia Oyster Trail, accompanied by a glass of vintage Virginia. Join us this November when the port town of Urbana throws America's largest oyster festival, filled with oyster booths, seafood dishes, and a world-famous shucking contest. Get a taste for it at virginia.org oysters. Yes, Virginia is for lovers of great oysters and wine. For a limited time, receive up to $5,500 in cash rebates on remaining 2016 Acura models. Visit acuragta.ca for details. The musical journey of four boys from Jersey is now an incredible tribute show, capturing the energy of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. See Jersey Nights the Tribute at Palais Royale in Toronto and Carmen's in Hamilton. Paulie and the Goodfellas embody the spirit of their pop music heroes, recreating that under the street lamp feeling of true a cappella singing. Eight performers, four vocalists, and four talented musicians are one unstoppable force in Jersey Nights the Tribute to Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Lunch and dinner shows at Carmen's October 25th. Lunch and dinner shows at Palais Royale October 27th. Order your tickets today. Call 1-800-411-5678 or visit arbproductions.ca. Mandarin makes it easy for you. Mandarin offers fast, delicious takeout or delivery in designated areas. Visit mandarinrestaurant.com for a takeout menu and make it Mandarin to go. What is the key to a good relationship? I'd say you have to be able to communicate. Is that why you've been together so long? Actually, he's husband number three. (laughs) So how was working with David, your Royal Home Improvements project manager? What kind of a communicator is he? David is a superb manager. So helpful when things came up during the renovation. Sounds like a committed fella. I'm grateful for his advice. I don't think we could have finished on time or on budget without him. She'd be lost without you, David. Or living in a different house. Build a relationship with Royal Home Improvements and start planning your next project together. Royal Home Improvements has been doing what they do since 1969. I think their experience shows their work is excellent. Royal Home Improvements. I believe we have a recommendation. Only if I get to keep David. (laughs) You hear that, David? You're on the way to being husband number four. Royal Home Improvements. Call 416-236-4400 or visit royalhomeimprovements.ca. If you're between 65 and 70 and live in Ontario, you may be eligible for free Zostafax vaccination against shingles. Talk to your health care provider or visit zostafax.ca. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Virginia Tourism. Exciting destinations. Compelling conversation. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. This week, we're on location on Virginia's eastern shore. And our host on the journey is Christy Braggington with Virginia Tourism. This is America's birthplace. Nowhere else in the country has such a small area played such a pivotal role in the course of the history of the United States. It's called Virginia's Historic Triangle. 
The nation's roots were planted in Jamestown, the first permanent English settlement in the New World. The flames of the American Revolution were fanned at the colonial capital of Williamsburg. And America finally won its independence from Britain at Yorktown. So, Christy, how can we immerse ourselves in all of this wonderful history? Well, Chris, I recommend we start where the English started in 1607 with the first settlement at Jamestown. And then we'll move on to Colonial Williamsburg, where you can experience truly immersive history. Okay then, Jamestown, here we come. Step with me back into the mists of time, because I am now in a different century, uh, still in Virginia, but at historic Jamestown, the original site of the first permanent English settlement in America. And to explain the significance of this unbelievable site, I am joined by two men who know most about it, Dr. Jim Horn and Dr. Bill Kelso. And perhaps, um, Dr. Kelso, Bill, if I may, uh, if we may start with you. I was brought up in the history books to believe that the site of Jamestown was lost to the river, to the, to the, the James River, and yet you thought otherwise. Tell us about that discovery. Well, the first time I visited here, uh, I was told that the, that the river had eroded the area where the fort, the original fort had been located. Uh, and uh, it seemed to me that uh, th- this area had not really never been thoroughly looked at. And I thought, well, maybe someday some archaeologist might have a chance to, to look here. And it turned out to be me after 30 years. Wow. And after 30 years, you came back here and you started to dig. And what did you find? Well, we started uh, in an area near the river where I thought we would intersect some evidence of a, of a wall, of a wooden fort wall. And the key to it was the one above ground remainder of Jamestown that's, that still stood was a church tower. And I read, I did a lot of reading, and I'd done a lot of archaeology before I actually came here to work on it. Uh, and it said the church was in the middle of the fort. So I just paced off and I said, right about here. <laughs> so you just didn't believe what they said? You wanted to see it with no, your eyes. no. I, I thought someone, no one had really uh, systematically looked in this, at this piece of ground. Wow. Well, perhaps we can uh, turn to you, Dr. Kelso, Jim, if I may. Um, because what we want to know uh, from you, I guess, is, is more about what do the visitors experience when they come to this site now that so much wonderful archaeology has, has, has been done? Well, I think that one of the best things they experience is, uh, A, the site itself obviously is magnificent. Uh, we're right here by the James River, on the banks of the James River, and we have the original footprint of, of the 1607 fort. And along with that, the um, vital personnel involved, the archaeologists, who spend a lot of time talking to to visitors. And visitors get an opportunity to see the moment of discovery when objects from 400 years ago are first brought out into the light of day. How exciting is that for, for a visitor to actually be present at such a moment? And this has been something that Bill had in his mind for ever since the beginning of this dig, He organised it so that visitors could get right up to the edge of the archaeology, to the excavation, and see what's going on and be able to ask questions. It's a living, active site. It is, and we want um, people to get a sense of the changing interpretations that come through new discoveries. So this is a place where new discoveries might be taking place every day. 
Bill, back to you, because you kindly escorted me through the site um, and explained you know, the very spot, for instance, where Pocahontas stood uh, in what would have been the, uh, the church of her time. Yes, yeah, so we found not only the, the fort outline in the walls, but also where various buildings had been. And one of the most important buildings was the church. So we found the footprint of that, uh, and it dated to the time when Pocahontas was married in that church. So you could, by visiting here, you could, you could really say you stood in, in the footsteps of, of Pocahontas. And as you showed me around, you really have the status of a rock star archaeologist, don't you? People were coming up and just wanting to shake your hand because you have made an enormous impact on our understanding of this first English settlement in, in America. Well, this has been a very fortunate thing for me. Um, you know, I um, sort of beyond my wildest dream in a lot of ways. You know, it's, I, I thought we would find some evidence left of the fort here, you know, in that area. But what we found is two million artifacts. It was like a landfill inside of that fort. And it's because the colonists were under such uh, stress. And a lot of people died quickly. And a lot of their materials just gets in the ground. And if visitors uh, can plan ahead, they may be fortunate enough to come on a guided tour with you. Right. Uh, each month I give two tours They're called In the Trenches, and it's right down, up close, personal. Here's how it happened, and here's what we're finding today. And they, the site is exhibit. You know, and, uh, and so I think people really uh, relate to that in, in a personal way. You know, and it's just, it, we're just not uh, a static exhibit at all. Well, I have to thank um, both of you, Dr. Jim Horn, Dr. Bill Kelso, so much for uh, showing me around this, this wonderful site and for teaching me so much more about the very early history of the, uh, the English occupation of the continent. Thank you. Thank you. Just 20 minutes up the road, I've arrived at Colonial Williamsburg for another all-enveloping historical experience, and I do mean experience – because Colonial Williamsburg is a living history museum where you become a citizen of the revolutionary city, engage with the local community, and experience firsthand their daily struggles. So it's only fitting that I should be sitting with Dan Moore, a costumed interpreter and site supervisor at the palatial Governor's Palace. Wow. Dan, where am I and when am I? You are here at Colonial Williamsburg, which is a museum that talks about the colonial capital of Virginia at the time of the American Revolution, and we're very glad to have you here. Well, thank you so much. This is an amazing place. Colonial Williamsburg is far larger than I ever imagined it to be. Can you give us an overview of what visitors can expect to see here? Well, a visit to Colonial Williamsburg allows you to come and see a restored city. It's a museum that literally used to be a town. We have rebuilt buildings on the sites where they were or simply preserved the buildings that have stood the test of time since the revolution. And while you visit these buildings and learn history, you're welcome to stay with us at our hotels or to eat with us at the taverns that we have on the main street and just really spend a few days or as long as you have experiencing history as much as just learning about history. I had the pleasure of staying at the Colonial Williamsburg Lodge last night and it was so lovely to walk out the front door and stroll the, uh, the same streets as George Washington would have strolled you know, of an evening and taking the air and uh, calling in at the local tavern. Quite the experience. And it really is about experiences. There's many different ways to learn about history, 
but to come here and experience it. You know, you speak of going to a tavern. If you come into one of our taverns, you might listen to music, but you might also be asked or cajoled into singing along. Indeed. You might be uh, forced to sit through colonial jokes as well. So the experience of history is really what we're striving for more than just trying to tell people about history. It really is all enveloping. As I uh, walked down the road to meet you here in this gorgeous room in the Governor's Palace, and, of course, you're sitting opposite me in full regalia, which is quite the experience in itself, I also had conversations with uh, somebody making boots, uh, somebody who was spinning yarn. Uh, everybody is, is fully interactive. It really does transport you back in time. And that's one of the best things about Colonial Williamsburg. We try and have something for everyone. We have visitors from around the world, and so if we have visitors interested in religion, we can discuss that, interested in trade or in politics. We can teach that, and you can experience it simply by coming around the corner and finding someone that you didn't even expect to see there. Yeah, it, it really is a, a must-see experience here, uh, right on Virginia's Oyster Trail. Uh, and, of course, you can dine on oysters in the local tavern. Well, thank you so much uh, for showing me around and, and for uh, really uh, bringing me uh, backwards in time, uh, two, three hundred years, to this remarkable place. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for coming to visit us. That's Dan Moore, a costumed interpreter and site supervisor here at the Governor's Palace. Well, time travel has certainly never been more fun. And to find out more, all you have to do is to go to colonialwilliamsburg.com. And to plan your trip to Virginia, the resource is virginia.org. And for the oyster trail itself, virginia.org slash oysters. But don't worry if you can't remember all of this. These links and more are all at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website too. After a quick break to uh, come back to the 21st century... We'll get back on Virginia's Oyster Trail again for festivals, wine and oyster pairings, and a boat trip to the oyster fisheries themselves. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Every November, Virginia's Atlantic coastline is abundant in oysters, and the best way to enjoy them is along the Virginia Oyster Trail, accompanied by a glass of vintage Virginia. Join us this November when the port town of Urbana throws America's largest oyster festival. Filled with oyster booths, seafood dishes, and a world-famous shucking contest. Get a taste for it at virginia.org oysters. Yes, Virginia is for lovers of great oysters and wine. Hi, you've reached Gary, the Canadian Tire Guy. I can't come to the phone right now because for two weeks only, Canadian Tire's having the biggest tire sale of the year. Plus, if you spend $200 on any set of tires with your Options MasterCard, you'll get our 24-month equal payment plan with no interest. So leave a message at the beep. Except you, Kevin. You know what you did. Canadian Tire. Canada's Garage. Equal payments on approved credit. Conditions apply to no interest. Limited time offer. See Flyer for details. For over 30 years, Dodge Grand Caravan has taken everything a family can throw at it or in it. To say thanks, your Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram retailers in Ontario are taking up to 30% off the MSRP on limited in-stock models. 30% off. So go out and get lots of other things to throw at it or in it. That's why we made it. The 30% off Dodge Grand Caravan 2016 model year clear out. 
buying and selling. It's the basis of our economy. And what if it's personal? If it's you buying or you selling a car. Introducing Finance Buster's IPO, Integrity Pre-Owned Vehicles. The best way to buy or sell a one-owner vehicle that has never been involved in an accident. Two of the most important considerations in buying a used vehicle. Whether you're buying or selling, think IPO, Integrity Pre-Owned Vehicles. Only at FinanceBusters.com. Check it out today at FinanceBusters.com, a division of LeaseBusters.com. Hi, I'm Steve Herringer. Welcome to your Natural Health Minute. My guest is Jason Watkin, natural health expert, master product formulator, and CEO at Purica. Jason, natural pain relief is our conversation. How do we get to the root cause of pain? Steve, you have to get to pain on the cell level, and that's what recovery does. It helps to relieve joint pain associated with arthritis. It also assists in the maintenance of healthy cartilage, joints, bones, and teeth. So who can benefit from using recovery? Recovery can help anyone recovering from surgery or dealing with chronic pain, but it can also help any active individual who just wants to stay active. Recovery is effective because it targets the root cause of pain. Thanks for this, Jason. Thanks, Steve. Try Purica Recovery for whole body health and pain relief. Purica is a Canadian company formulating products for results you can feel. Recovery is available wherever natural health products are sold. Purica. Nature. Science. You. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Virginia Tourism. Living the dream. Vacation. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to Virginia's Oyster Trail and the Chris Robinson Travel Show. I flew down to Virginia on one of Porter's convenient daily flights from Toronto to Washington Dulles Airport. Porter offers up to five daily flights from Billy Bishop Toronto City Airport to Washington Dulles during the high season. And connections are readily available from Montreal and Ottawa. And I enjoyed their flying refined experience, which includes leather seats and complimentary wine and beer and access to their very civilized airport lounge. So I can see why they've been voted the best regional airline in North America. My tour guide on this memorable journey is Christy Braggington from Virginia Tourism. Now, oysters are so celebrated in this part of Virginia that there are several oyster festivals along the Oyster Trail. So, Christy, which ones in particular do you perhaps recommend for Canadian visitors? Well, that's a tough choice, Chris, because there are a lot of oyster festivals, let me tell you. But let's talk about two, because they're the two of the most important, and they're annual. Um, each October, on the northern end of Virginia's eastern coast, the Chincoteague Oyster Festival celebrates some of the saltiest oysters. If you like salt, that's what you're going to like. And Chincoteague might sound familiar, and if you don't know about the horses there, I suggest you look them up. <laughs> Secondly... In November, the lovely town of Urbana has the longest-lasting, largest oyster festival in the world, or in America, we'll say. Arts, crafts, music, oyster roasting, and one of the coolest oyster shucking contests you'll ever see. But for now, let's get back onto the uh, Virginia Oyster Trail, and uh, what do you suggest next on our agenda? Well, we've got a date with a dog and an oyster. It's the winery on the Oyster Trail that offers superlative oyster and wine pairings. I've just passed between two 40-foot corkscrews to meet up with Dudley Patterson here at the Dog and Oyster Winery. Well, Dudley, first of all, I have to ask, where does that name come from? 
The name comes from the fact that we have rescue dogs in our vineyard to protect our grapes from deer. In addition to that, we're located along the Chesapeake Bay in the Rappahannock River, which is a key uh, focal point for the best oysters in the world. And this idea of pairing the best oysters in the world with some very fine wines is a story that you actually tell on the labels on the back of your wine bottles. What we say is this, that our wines are destined to be paired with all that the rivers and the inlets of the Chesapeake Bay can offer, most especially our oyster. Our wine can boast that it will create the ultimate pairing, the perfect union of miroir with terroir, a magical culinary confluence that creates a sense of place where two of life's most sought-after delicacies on this earth and in the water are influenced by the same special set of characteristics that makes them truly harmonious. Wonderful words, and really the marriage of terroir and miroir. Yes, it's rare to find um, something like an oyster and a grape that are grown next to each other, and therefore the same set of characteristics that influence the oyster also influence the grape. And so you bring the two together in wonderful pairings of oysters with your five different wines. Yes, these pairings can vary as our culinary partner Brian Bird does, often from oyster tacos to uh, roasted oysters to just oysters um, on the half shell. Well, we've tasted some of his masterworks and I have to say they do just superbly complement the uh, the wines. Uh, this is a, a must-see stop on the uh, Oyster Trail. Well, thank you for saying so. We, we hope uh, everyone recognizes that, um, and uh, we, we do our best to delight anyone and everyone that come here. And just finally, too, you also have accommodation here, the Hope and Glory. We are fortunate to have a boutique hotel just uh, three-tenths of a mile away, and we hope you stay there, and you, again, will be delighted by what service and what we offer. Come taste and stay with Dudley Patterson here at the Dog and Oyster Winery in Irvington in Virginia. From wine and oysters to brine and oysters, we're on board at Tula Adventures in Virginia Beach for a boat cruise in Linhaven Inlet. And we're going to get up close and personal with the oyster beds in the region. And we're finding out more about Virginia's oysters. I'm with Captain Issa. Now, we have had already a marvellous trip here and we've seen the dolphins at play. Yes, we have. You know, the dolphins are almost always at play here. And we see them uh, on a regular basis, uh, always around the Cape Henry lighthouse area and into the Lynn Haven where we are now. So when Canadian visitors come down to, to this part of Virginia and they call in at Tula Adventures, you can really show them a good time. Absolutely. We love to uh, we love to show off our, our local area, actually. So um, the dolphins are always a favorite uh, of our guests um, but the beautiful scenery the wildlife and of course the the water sports are yeah now talking of water sports I mean you cover them all yeah we, we cover uh, we cover a great majority of them anything from paddleboarding kayaking um, you know surfing water skiing wakeboarding wake surfing Fantastic. kite surfing uh, this is a lovely way to come out and see the oyster beds up close and personal yeah, the boat is really the best way to see Virginia Beach. I mean, you can get back in, into all the uh, little tributaries and uh, really just a more intimate side of the, the local 
feeling of Virginia Beach. Yeah, it's a great time to be out here on the water with you. Do you have a website people can go to? I do. It's tulasports.com, T-U-L-A sports.com. Highly recommended if you're in the Virginia Beach area. Okay. Captain Issa, thank, thank you so much for taking us board. out here. Well, I think we should uh, find out now about how to shuck oysters. So we're, we're going to meet uh, the world oyster shucking champion, Deborah Pratt. Well, it's not every day that I get to talk with a a world champion on the travel show, but that's my distinct honour today here on Virginia's Oyster Trail as I sit with Deborah Pratt, the world's fastest oyster shucker. How did it all start, Deborah? Oyster shucking started with me shucking oysters on the back of a doorstep. My sister was the first one to start shucking. My mother and father was oyster shucker, and they met in an oyster house. So I learned how to shuck these oysters... And then I went into one of the biggest oyster houses to shuck there. And in order to shuck, you stand up all day shucking on a stand, and you put the oysters inside of a bucket. And so one afternoon, some guy asked me, he said, why don't you go and compete shucking? And I said, no, this is something I don't want to do. But I decided one afternoon that we'll do that. And shucking oysters is like, Shucking the oysters, putting them in a gallon, then I have them weighed up. Shucking the oysters is more like piecework. You only get paid for what you shuck. So you got pretty good at it. Yeah, but when, it, when we first started, we was only making a dollar and twenty five cents. Now we're just paying twelve dollars a gallon. So that's pretty good money to raise your family. So you went day. to a, a local competition and you came out on top. And I was first in a local competition, and I went to St. Mary's and compete there. Then after that, I went on to England and I competed there. So oysters have taken you around the world. Oysters has been one of my passions. I've been all over England, Boston, Canada, in the world competition. And I've been on an oyster trail called Virginia's for Lovers. And we're known as the greatest states with oysters called Oyster Lovers. And you wouldn't actually be here then if it wasn't for oysters because your mum and dad met Shucking oysters. That is so true. I would never shuck an oyster in my life, but I enjoy shucking, and my goal is now to teach young people how to shuck oysters. Oh, what a lovely life story, and thank you so much for, for sharing it with, uh, with me and, and the listeners today. And thank you for being here in our state of Virginia. Oyster lovers, you on the river. <laughs> well, thank you, Deborah, for providing a fitting finale for my journey along Virginia's Oyster Trail. And sad to say, this journey has to come to an end. My thanks to Christy for being the perfect guide on Virginia's Oyster Trail and to all the Virginian interviewees I've met along the trail for sharing their delightful corners of the trail with us today. To find out more, visit virginia.org and in particular, virginia.org slash oysters. To get here, check out uh, flyporter.com for convenient daily flights from Toronto to Washington Dulles Airport. There is tons of planning information on the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website. And while you're there, you can share this journey further on the travel blog and Pinterest sites by following the links. Let me leave you with this evocative quote from Helen Keller. I could never stay long enough on the shore. The tang of the untainted, fresh and free sea air was like a cool, quieting thought. Until next week, bon voyage and join me for another travel experience. Hi, 
Hi, Chris Robinson here again with news from the world of travel. And firstly, I hope all our listeners had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend and perhaps used the opportunity of gathering family and friends together to plan your next journey. Air Canada is making that a little easier with news of six more destinations to consider on its international network. On June the 1st next year, Air Canada will launch service between Toronto and Berlin four times weekly and between Vancouver and Nagoya in Japan three times weekly. Nagoya will be the airline's fourth airport in Japan. One week later, Vancouver to Taipei starts daily service and Montreal to Marseille in the south of France starts with three times weekly service. Later in June, Air Canada introduces Montreal to Algiers flights four times weekly. And on July the 1st, they will add Toronto to Mumbai, India, three times a week. This will be Air Canada's third route between Canada and India, starting with the launch of Toronto Delhi service last fall. With these new services, Air Canada will now operate 21 routes between Canada and Asia, including the Middle East. Berlin and Marseille will bring the number of European routes served to 44 next summer, including four cities in France. And Algiers will be their second destination in Africa, which makes Air Canada one of only a small number of global carriers flying to all six continents. All flights are available for sale immediately with special introductory pricing, except for Taipei and Algiers, which will be available for sale in the very near future as soon as final government approvals have been received. Go to aircanada.com for all the details. Here's something else to make travel a little easier. Grand Trunks Hooded Neck Pillow. This 11-inch by 11-inch by 4-inch pillow is part neck support, part microfleece hoodie, and is designed to help you avoid a kinked neck on long flights. The neck pillow is made of memory foam, while the adjustable hoodie covers your eyes for instant darkness. The ergonomic neck support is held in place with a neck cord that locks at the chin. This keeps the pillow in place while you catch some sleep on the plane. It comes in four colours and weighs in at only 13 ounces. It's washable and the hood is stowable for easy transport when you're not using it. This hooded travel pillow retails for around $40, but you can find it for less on Amazon and other retail outdoor outlets. The deal of the week this week is with Porter Airlines and their flights to Washington, D.C. Right now, flights from Billy Bishop Toronto City Centre Airport to Washington, Dulles are available from just $173, one way, taxes included. As you heard on the travel show just now, these flights are perfect for exploring Virginia's Oyster Trail or for a city break to experience the museums and monuments of Washington, D.C. itself. Go to flyporter.com for their latest deals. Next week on the travel show is Ottawa, a destination that is easy to reach from either Toronto or Montreal, and you can drive, hop on the Via Rail or fly, and in no time you'll be in this truly top-class city break destination. Ottawa is a destination that changes with the seasons. There's always something new, and this winter there are a host of special museum exhibitions and festivals not to be missed. Do drop in at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website for the details of this next show. And while you're there, click on the links to the new Travel Show Pinterest board of images and stories from my journey last week along Virginia's Oyster Trail. And tune in next Saturday or Sunday at 11am here on Zuma Radio to get the inside scoop on our nation's capital, 
on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.